Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today we have with us Scott Gidrich with Topper's Pizza. Welcome, Scott. Hey, Lee. How you doing? I am doing well. Thank you so much for doing this today. Uh, I'm excited to learn your story. Tell us a little bit about Topper's Pizza. Oh, a little bit about Topper's Pizza. We are uh, we're a uh, we consider ourselves a well-established but emerging brand because we're at the front end of, uh, of some big growth here. Um, I, uh, I'm the founder of the business. We started 30 years ago this August. Um, our, uh, our founding vision was to be the QSR pizza place that makes our food from scratch and brings a bold variety and recipes to our customers. So that's where we, that's where we sit in the, in the, in the pizza industry. Um, we've got uh, 69 restaurants in about 10 states. We're headquartered in Whitewater, Wisconsin, and you know, about two thirds of our restaurants are in uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota. Uh, we've got a great uh, average unit volumes, a great franchise, uh, great franchise, uh, you know, proposition for, uh, for business people. Um, it's been an incredible, uh, last three years and and in particular uh you know during uh covid our concept with uh you know a commitment to technology small footprints delivery uh you know fresh uh, food made from scratch really has uh has done well and here kind of emerging out of the pandemic uh it's more of the same so you know we continue up over last year and uh, we just feel really great about the environment and where we're positioned for the future. Now, let's talk a little bit more about kind of the backstory. Uh, you've been involved in the pizza industry like since you were a kid. Um, can you talk <laughs> about um, what attracted you to pizza uh, as, a, as a young person and then what uh, inspired you to kind of go out on your own at such a young age to start Toppers? Yeah, well... Oh man, you know, it's, uh, that's an interesting way you ask that question. Uh, you know, little kids end up wanting to be teachers or policemen because that's what they see. And I don't know, I, I have a, I have fond memories of, uh, pizza places, uh, you know, growing up and, uh, connecting with family and friends over pizza. It's just, it's unequivocally the best food on earth. I know that sounds ridiculous, but uh, started in restaurants when I was 15, um, you know, touched a couple of really great leaders who uh, really showed me a path to uh, a wonderful career in rest in the restaurant business. You know, I studied engineering at, in, uh, in college and I actually have a degree in psychology, but my, but truly my heart's always been in restaurants. It's a, uh, it's such incredible, humble uh, work. Anybody that's anybody has been on their hands and knees scrubbing a baseboard or 
or cooking, uh, and certainly, you know, at for minimum wage saying yes or no, sir, about cold fries or, or whatever. And, uh, I just have a strong, strong piece of my heart is, is connected to the industry. Um, I, uh, you know, so I saved up some money working in, uh, working in a restaurant, saved up $30,000 with my, my then wife. And, uh, you know, we saw the landscape of pizza was, had emerged to be these at that point in uh, 1991, there were essentially four, you know, mammoth uh, pizza food chain, food, pizza food companies. And uh, I felt like there, we felt that there was a real opportunity to uh, do something special with the food. Um bring that QSR aspect, the delivery, small footprint, kind of the plat kitchen platform, but to really do pizza right, uh, to respect pizza, make it from scratch, uh, you know, have bold recipes. I mean, uh, there were about 10 pizza toppings in 1991, and we, we, uh, we kind of broke the mold and put chicken on pizza and taco and today we have mac and cheese and buffalo chicken and we put cheese curds on pizza and uh you know nashville hot chicken is what we're doing right now and we do have a big plant-based line of pizzas and uh, we're just kind of the pizza place that that respects pizza and does it uh we think does it right we use you know real wisconsin cheese which you might think that the big people use you know real real uh, 100% cheese, but that's not true. They freeze it, they put fillers in it. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's us. We do it right, uh, pizza, and we deliver it the way customers want. Toppers.com, we've invested millions of dollars into our e-commerce solution, and it is just incredible. We do, uh, uh, last week it was uh, almost 74% of all of our sales came in uh, dig digitally. So, and that just continues to climb almost on a weekly basis. Um, you know, so we've just set ourselves up for what consumers, the way consumers like to, like to eat today. Um, now, when you started it, was it built around, okay, I'm going to franchise this because um, at that time there was, a, for whatever reason, I mean, you probably can, you can speak to this better than I can. That part of the country, pizza, places you know were born you know what what makes it about that part of the country that so you know that inspired the founding of so many um pizza outfits yeah that's an interesting question i i've asked myself that <laughs> myself i suppose that uh certainly there's some touch to pizza really got its foothold in the united states uh out of uh, world war ii and all the gis that had uh spent some time in Italy and that kind of thing. That's, that's the story. Certainly New York's a hotbed uh, of great pizza um, in Chicago, but certainly there's a lot of, uh, a lot of chains emerged out of the Midwest. I mean, you're, you're right. Um, some great mom and pops on the coast and that kind of thing and everywhere. Uh, but some great chains have come out of the Midwest. It's it's uh, it's interesting. I'm going to have to go ahead and place it on, put it on those historical uh, things. Um, but you know, when I started it, I didn't necessarily think. I wasn't thinking, okay, I'm going to start a big franchise company and hired a bunch of consultants or that kind of thing. I'm really 
a restaurant person in my heart and an operator, and that's what I grew up in. So uh, we did think that, uh, God willing, if we did a great job and customers loved us, that uh, we fancied that it could be a great opportunity for the Topper's Pizza Nation that we didn't know yet, those team members and people that if if we did a great job that, yeah, we, we suspected that if we could pull it off, that it was, it could grow. We believed in the opportunity, but we fought tooth and nail and I fought tooth and nail all along, just running great restaurants, taking care of customers, taking care of team members. And those first franchisees were team members. They were people who had grown up at Topper's Pizza, spent a few years at Topper's. They believed in what we were doing. They scratched up a little money from family and opened up uh, opened up a restaurant. Um, and some of those franchisees are still franchisees today, and you know have sent their kids off to college and uh, have made great livings running three, four, five Toppers Pizza restaurants that they've opened over the years. So it's pretty special. Now, so when you started out, you weren't dreaming of a of a kind of a empire building you were just trying to make a good restaurant a good pizza and really separate yourself from a quality and innovation standpoint yeah i mean it would probably be disingenuous to say that i didn't have big business dreams (laughs) um i I certainly did uh think that because i i worked at at good restaurant companies that had grown and grown through franchising uh Matter of fact, I've worked for franchisees uh, a couple of times and really admired the franchise concept. I, uh, you know, my last my last gig was working for a franchisee uh, at Domino's Pizza for seven and a half years, and he's one of my he's he's still today one of my business heroes. He's retired now, but uh, quite something. And I I I believe in the franchising idea that. Uh, both parties, franchisor and franchisee, win together. Nobody can, nobody can really win at the expense of the other. It's a, it's 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 like a marriage. Um, so, you know, aside of restaurant, the restaurant industry, I'm drawn to the franchising industry. I I believe in it. Um, it's uh, it's quite something to be supportive of entrepreneurs, people that are putting you know, all of their hard-earned money on the line and pouring their heart into, into basically the brand that, you know, that, that we've built over the years. And now here it works for them uh, to, uh, to grow uh, their own empire. Um, and it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty awesome what's happening right now and the people that are coming to us and the, the momentum that we're, we're, uh, we're building here as our current and new franchisees continue to grow. Now, can you talk about that transition from when you have your own restaurant and it's about serving that customer and making the pies and being consistent and, um, you know, serving those people and growing sales individually in that restaurant. And then you decide to become a franchisor and really put the pedal to the ground there. And now you're a training and development company and um, you're helping other people sell one more pie and helping them make money faster. And was that kind of a, you know, that's an entirely different business. Now you're you're doing a different kind of task every day and you're having different metrics for success in that world. Uh, ultimately, you're helping people, 
eat more pizza, but in your world now as a franchisor, you're helping other people sell more pizza. Um, so how did that go? Did, was that smooth sailing because of your experience with that franchisee? Or was that something that was kind of a, at least a mental shift, I would imagine, of going from that, you know, local sales to, okay, now I'm training and developing other folks? Yeah, it's a good question. I think that there's a personal question and a business question in there. On the personal side, um, it's kind of all fun in some ways, like uh, it's an opportunity to learn and continue to grow in my role, you know, today as a CEO of a, you know, a system of $75 million uh, versus uh, showing up every day in a restaurant, uh, you know, 25, 30 years ago and working with a team of restaurant people to serve customers. Um, it's certainly different, but extremely interrelated work um, that it, the experience just builds on itself for me personally. Um, there's certainly a part of me that thinks of my days actually in a restaurant. In some ways, I've, you know, kind of idealized that. Uh, I always think of it like, if I were a basketball player, and eventually I owned a team, or I was in upper management, and I'm kind of, you know, have a role, but I imagine myself on game day sitting up in a skybox and looking down on the court and saying to the person next to me, I used to be a player, you know, <laughs> it's something like that. I mean, I've, I've actually joked with my wife that uh, in retirement, maybe we could start a little pizza place, you know, just a place that's open three or four days a week where we just know our customers and have a small team. And it sounds kind of silly, but it just, it's just like a lot of people's work, you know, as you, as you become successful, you work yourself out of whatever that great job was that got you first into that, uh, that line of work. Um, now that being said, I love the work that I do today <laughs> a lot. It's definitely different. Um, the, uh, you know, the, the shift is, uh, the shift is still one of scale and giving to run a great restaurant. Still, you're, you're pouring your time and energy into the people around you uh, and you're building great restaurant people. Today, it's, uh, you know, it's having the right team uh, at Topper's Pizza that are uh, pouring their time and energies into franchisees, into management, multi-unit folks, uh, uh, store general managers. Um, it still is a very giving sort of uh, work because it's people focused and it's it's a commitment to helping the people around you succeed at what they do and kind of letting and, and being very confident that if they're successful that uh, you know that's going to lead to the success, your own personal success, but also the success of the organization. And uh, that, that's really, that's really where we're at. It's, uh, you know, I'll tell you this, there's, there's franchise companies that are very good at, you know, it's almost like somebody, people have a great idea, uh, you know, in the restaurant, in the pizza business, I'd say when fast casual first came out, the blazes and mods of the world, uh, you know, whenever that was six, eight years ago. There was about a hundred of those places that immediately popped up, particularly on the coast. It was like every investment group, you know, went out and bought a single restaurant, tried to franchise it. And, you know, and 
they may have had business smarts, maybe even some of them had franchising smarts, but it didn't grow organically from some real concept that actually worked and resonated at the customer level <laughs> in a store. So I'll tell you what, if I could, if I had to choose one thing, either you've got great restaurants uh, that customers love and are fanatic for, and uh, and then you build, you know, you build up the business on top of that, or you're a great business person and you're going to figure out the restaurant as you go. That's that's born to lose right there, you know. Right, you got to have that foundation, and the and the super fans are real. It's not manufactured. And I think a lot of folks, I think you're exactly right, that they have a concept and they just scale and hope. And, um, you know, that's just tough for that franchisee because they're buying the hope. Um, You know, so that's why, you know, the franchising world has those kind of stories of the disgruntled franchisee uh, because of that. Now, in your case, it, it sounds like you built a really solid foundation and it isn't until fairly recently that the pedals to the ground and um, and you're really expanding aggressively. Yeah, we've had uh, we've opened uh, double digit stores in a in a in a year uh, twice in the last uh, five six years. So we've had our we've had it's it's waved uh, forward um, kind of on environment and who's connecting with us and that kind of thing. Um, but there's been such a reset in the restaurant business uh, in the last uh, in the last particularly year. Uh, you know, depending on who you believe, twenty to twenty five percent of of the restaurants in the United States have closed uh, every every single business, uh, and of course, every restaurant is has tried to quickly, if they weren't already, they've tried to quickly go to delivery, uh, tried to, you know, go to their, uh, go to e-commerce and, and try to find the partners that are going to work with them to be able to offer customers the, the right access, the right technological channels that customers look for. Um, and I'm telling you, the, the things that are hot right now and that are, I really, that, that's not the right way to say it because it's not the things that are hot. It's, it's, it's emerged the entire time. So these things are in our DNA. Um, They really are in our DNA. From the time I started in restaurants to today, we made a bet, a bet that delivery was the way of the future. And for the last 30 years, food delivery has gone one direction, one direction. I mean, when I first started Toppers, people would walk in the restaurant and they would, they would literally look around and say, where do I sit down and eat? And we would, we would explain to them what delivery was. We would say it's like Chinese. I mean, it's amazing to think it was just 30 years ago that basically food delivery was still kind of emerging. Um, And today it's like every restaurant, if they weren't doing it a year and a half ago, they rushed to it now. And we self-performed delivery. It's in our DNA. This is what we do. Um, and it's very easy to see uh, restaurant companies that are struggling to do that right, or they're paying, you know, the better part of all of their sales to other people to market and and perform their delivery. Um, you know, our technology, we were truly one of the first uh, e-commerce uh, 
restaurants. In 2007, uh, toppers.com was launched as a, as a restaurant e-commerce engine. Of course, we did very little business. That was 14 years ago. I mean, again, this is amazing to think. Um, but we have poured millions of dollars into our own proprietary uh, e-commerce and point of sale solution so that during the pandemic, we were set to serve our customers in this extremely important way. Uh, we didn't have to try to quickly uh, figure it out. Um, we're born and bred uh, for, for this thing. And then the last piece I would say is, is the menu. Uh, we kind of sit in this place of uh, quality, um, bold recipes. It's a, little, it's a little more complicated than maybe your classic franchise, how we, how we cook and what we do in our kitchens. Uh, but it's what consumers really are looking to get is high quality food uh, that, that serves diverse lifestyles. And even some of those lifestyles are identity kind of lifestyles like uh, plant-based, keto, uh, this kind of thing. And we're uniquely uh, set up to succeed in this uh, in this environment. So let's talk a little bit about the ideal franchisee. Is it that kind of person that always had the dream of having a pizza place, or is this a person that's buying this as to add a complimentary piece to their already existing franchise portfolio? Yeah, we've succeeded with both of those people. Um, the thing that's, that is common among the right the right fit for Toppers Pizza is that they're engaged. So uh, we have a very strong culture um, where Toppers is not going to be the right fit for somebody who has uh, a portfolio of businesses unless they have committed in committed people that truly are, you know, in it, in it to be in the pizza business. Um, it's not the kind of thing where you're, you know, the, the, uh, the franchisee is, is off on a boat and somehow some manager is making it happen by themselves. Now, that being said, we certainly have, uh, you know, high net worth folks that, that uh, are business people who work with uh, great restaurant uh, operators who are that person who run the Topper's Pizza, their Topper's Pizza franchise uh, in that way that, that works. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's the common thing. So we, we have uh, franchise opportunities for uh, single store operators, um, you know, in the markets where we already serve. So in Wisconsin, Minnesota, the Carolinas, uh, Nebraska, and these places uh, where we already have a good foothold, we have great single store opportunities for those, for those in those markets. In places where it takes a little more wherewithal in order to be able to go into a market and build awareness more quickly, where you really want two or three franchise companies that really can, you know, build out a market uh, or make a make a strong uh, footprint in you know three, four, five years. You know, it takes a little bit more wherewithal. So. Uh, but we, we take both we take both approaches depending on the market and the people. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on the team, what's the website? Yeah, toppers.com. You can find it. That's our that's our e-commerce uh, site, but you can find the button there or toppersfranchise.com. Good stuff. Well, Scott, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work. We appreciate you. 
Thanks, Lee. Good questions. Have a great day. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio. 